programs and welcome to the latest episode of the Awesome Friday podcast. Coming to you this week with great efficiency from the Teutonic regions. Uh, or something, I don't know. I don't know where that came from. My name is Matthew, with me as always is Simon. How are you, Simon? Well, good talk, we Gates. Finally, we can reveal our master plan as progenitors of the new rank of podcasting. Um, uh, I'm no, fine. Too, okay. too far, too far. Oh, <laughs> as always... Uh, I'm okay. I'm very sleepy because a bunch of people were in my house last night in person, including you. And yeah. so um, I'm my partying days are, are long behind me. So um, it was it was good. I don't know if you had a good time. I had a good time. And it was the first time we finally got people over to our house. And I think as a proof of concept, uh, it worked really, really well. We can host a lot of people. The kids are not affected. There's places for them to go and hide. It's It was great. Yeah, it was also just weird to see everyone in person after two and a half years of not doing that. So that is the first time we've been together, I think, as a big group since mid-2020. Is that correct? When we all went to Granville Island? Uh, yes. It's hard, to, so. yeah. it's hard to know. I feel like there's just chunks of time missing. Yeah, I mean, time has no meaning, so. It really doesn't. But how are you feeling? How are you doing? How's how's life in your household? How are your cats, more importantly? Uh, good, 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 and also good. Yeah, we're all good. Uh, we're all enjoying a long weekend and being lazy and clumsy, apparently. So, <laughs> yay! Uh, and you know, I would I would love to talk about all the amazing, interesting films we watched this week, but I've really just watched the two things that we are going to talk about, and also mm-hmm. a lot of Letterkenny again. So. <laughs> So yeah, prepare yourself for random Letterkenny jokes that you have no idea what they are if you've never seen that show. Enjoy that. And Shawzy as well, we can throw into the mix. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's true. Have you watched anything other than the things we're going to talk about this week at all? Um, so I watched the first uh, half of the first episode of Star Trek Brave New Worlds. Ooh, Strange um, New Worlds. Strange New Worlds. What did I say? Brave, Brave New Worlds. Well, it's the same thing, isn't it, really? Uh, one um, of those is slightly more dystopian than the other. Um, I've just finished Somebody Feed Phil um, on Netflix, which we can finally talk about now, even though neither of us is going to write anything about it. Um, but I don't know if you've seen Somebody Feed Phil, but it is the best thing on television, and you should watch it. Really? I disagree entirely. I could not get through the first season. Oh, really? You don't like yeah. it? No, didn't like it. Oh. I didn't oh. like the first season at all. Oh, it's if our I, family favorite in this house. If I wanted to go and see a white man be, you know, marvel at foreign food, I would just watch food shows from the 80s. I don't need that anymore. Oh, wow. Hush. Yeah. <laughs> Fair I enough. I, I don't think it's ill-intended. I just think it's not. I just don't find it very. Yeah, I, I don't find it to be worth my time anyway. Fair enough. But I don't think we've watched anything else apart from Letterkenny. How about, uh, apart from, you've already said movies and Letterkenny, but anything weird? Oh, I watched a movie called um, uh, Sea Fever, 2019 Irish horror movie, which is somewhere in the middle of Alien and the Thing. Sea Fever. What happens in in Sea Fever? Um, There's uh, an Irish sea trawler. that goes out into the Irish Sea and they they go into a, a restricted area because that's where the fish be and they want to um, they want to catch the fish and sell them to make money and apparently these days that it's quite hard to do that 
So interestingly, there's a scientist who goes on board, a very um, introverted scientist played by Hermione Caulfield, who maybe you remember from Triple X, The Return of Xander Cage, as the mm-hmm. the uh, secretive agency leader. But and, she's in this. And Mission Impossible. And Mission uh, Impossible. Rogue Nation. Yeah. And it was killing me during this movie that I'd seen her somewhere before. And the reason I didn't recognize her is that all the other movies we see her play super like confident, sexy kick-ass and in this she is a quiet redhead like super quiet introverted like completely different to what she's usually playing anyway she studies um behavior and so she goes on to her, her job there is to like look at their catch and study the behavior of the fish and blah 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 anyway they go into the restricted zone and they come across this uh, basically big sea creature that um thinks it's a whale and uh Try- oh, I'm sorry. Am I boring? <laughs> no, wait. Do they, do they think it's a whale or does it think it's a whale? The, the giant uh, creature thinks the fishing boat is a whale and tries oh. to eat it with tentacles. And, and the little parasites that it emits to is like absorb the whale, gets into their bodies. And anyway, it's uh, it's some, something like that. But it's quite nice that it's a monster movie, but the monster is kind of just being itself. It's not directly trying to kill the humans. They're just trying to deal with being caught up in the middle of this situation and it's got connie nelson in it who's always good and do grace scott so it's uh it's pretty good oh and where where did you watch this because i feel like i didn't want to the, i watched it on um uh channel four so it's a film four uh <laughs> thing if you have a vpn but apparently it's also on crave oh good so, so um you know i do watch. actually have a favorite irish horror movie and that movie is called grabbers i don't know if you've ever heard of this movie <laughs> no Grabbers is a movie about a small Irish town in which an alien invasion happens <clears throat> and the aliens are these uh, animals they have a, a proboscis they shoot that like and they eat people they're little like balls and they're so they're called grabbers because they grab people but it turns out that if you have a high blood alcohol content then they can't eat you so <laughs> it's <laughs> like way to uh, to you know perpetuate local stereotype the Irish people have to get drunk to fight the aliens basically I mean, uh, it's pretty. It's pretty great. Uh, the the um, if, if there's any reason not to be eaten by aliens, like uh, getting horribly drunk, is a pretty good one, especially for an Irish horror movie. Not perpetuating stereotypes, still, but I I think I would like to watch this film. Where would I watch Grabbers? You know, I haven't watched it in a while, but I I believe that I watched it on Shutter back in the day, like a few years ago. Oh, that that does sound like a Shutter exclusive. Um, 2012. I'm sure it's somewhere. Grabbers. Oh, it looks it looks funny. Is it like Shaun of the Dead kind of? Yeah, it's it's a funny movie. It's currently oh, in, at least in, at least in Canada, it's only available to buy or rent on iTunes right now. It's a John Wright movie. It's it's quite it's quite funny. Oh, I would. Yeah. That sounds like my kind of thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Good. I'm sure. Well, I'm lovely. sure it's it's you know it's totally illegal, so I would never recommend you do this. But I'm sure <laughs> that if you had a VPN, you could find it streaming somewhere. Yes. Just indeed. I, I've heard that is the function of VPNs. Yeah. Good. All right. Well, so what are we talking about this week? So we have we have two films to speak of this week, and I think we're going to talk about. Uh, Uncharted first, because it is older, played in theaters a while ago, and it's now available to 
premium or it was premium rent. I think I rented it for about seven bucks in Canada. And uh, it's the latest uh, Tom Holland vehicle, Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg, and it's based on the video game series of the same name. And it is um, fine. It's fine, I guess. <laughs> what uh, happens in this film? Actually, um, oh, you know what? No, go go ahead. It's fine. So there's a there's a treasure, and they need to find it, <laughs> and it is in a place that is uncharted. What? What? And they yeah, and the main characters uh, trot around the globe, if you will, in order to find said treasure. There's a couple of moments in this movie where they use maps, and the movie should have ended there, really, because it becomes charted straight away. Yeah. So that should be the end of that. The end of that film, uh, yeah, straight away. It's uh, I don't know. It's um, I don't know. What did you think of this film? I thought it was adequate. Uh, I've got the cast list up. Who was Brian Cranston in this movie? What he was, apparently Brian Cranston is credited as in the cast of Uncharted. Well, to give you a further idea of how I feel about this movie, I watched it approximately six days ago, and I do not remember <laughs> things about this movie. Uncharted um, is a great example of um, it makes you appreciate better filmmakers because all of its ideas and it, and it open, openly references Indiana Jones on a few occasions and um, they, they're just everything is shot, especially in the first half it's, it's, it's a very bland movie and then for some reason they decided to go for like the, a younger um a younger version of the character than in the video games, which is fine. They want that Tom Holland audience. And my wife, you mentioned uh, Tom Holland is a Tom Holland vehicle. My wife would certainly like to use Tom Holland as a vehicle. And so she was, <laughs> she was very, very happy um, about his, uh, he, he was pretty ripped for Spider-Man, but I don't know what he's done between Spider-Man and this movie because he is, he is so ripped, but he is so young looking. It looks like someone's photoshopped a picture of a schoolboy onto a very muscular man's body, which may have been what happened. But um, it's weird to think that he's, like, his age now. How old is Tom Holland? Because he's way older than you think he is. He's, like, 25, I think. 20, 25. And he's got such a boyish face. And What's, so, what's funny, uh, though, was... is that I had, I had sort of the opposite... Um, I had an opposite reaction, and I distinctly remember whilst watching this movie thinking, like, wow, he's an adult. <laughs> like... It's uh, he's not. It's the first film I think where he was both playing an adult and not dressed to look like a teenager, even though he yeah, kind of looks true. like a teenager. And he's very, very likable. Unfortunately, the character, especially in the first half of this movie, they've made they're trying to make um, um, Drake, Nate Drake, to be this like cheeky, flirty, happy-go-lucky, but they do that. The first one of the first times they established that is when he's working in a bar, and this poor girl's trying to order a drink, and he is like the worst, like barman you could ever want to come across, in any bar because he's just like flirt with those like he's like you want this <laughs> of course I know what that means like he is the it's horribly written, and he starts flinging bottles around. Do you know the part I mean and. If I was a girl in that situation, I'd be like, well, just do, just, just, I don't want a conversation with you. I want to order my drink and it's not cheeky and flirtatious. It's just like, 
needy man attention shown off. It's really bad. So at that point in the movie, I was like, well, this is, this is going to be hateful. Luckily, there is a turning point in this film. And I think we both, uh, well, actually, it might have been with my wife I was talking about this. There's a point in the movie where it goes from quite bland to a little bit better than bland. <laughs> so I actually didn't hate the second half. But I thought, uh, but not not in a good way. I just thought it just got a bit more stupid. It still wanted. It still took stuff from the Goonies without being as good as the Goonies. It took so much from Indiana Jones without mm-hmm. having any of that style or the quality that Spielberg brings or that Harrison Ford brings. For me, though, I, the star of the show for me was Sophia Taylor Ali, who. Um, played a young version of Chloe Fraser. And in the game, Chloe Fraser is played by, uh, you're going to kill me, the girl from, the woman from everything. Um, uh, super, like, queen of sci-fi, uh, Claudia Black. So she is oh, yeah. voiced and modeled by Claudia Black in the games, including the best Uncharted game, which is Lost Legacy, which is focuses on her. So Sophia Ali played a, a young version, of course. Um, Sophia Ali is American, and Claudia Black is a Kiwi. And Sophia Black does a really, 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 really good impression of Claudia Black's not just accent, but the way she delivers things. She's got this great, I mean, you know her voice, this great kind of sarcasm and dryness. And um, Sophia Taylor's, uh, Ali's got a few action scenes as well, and she she looks really good. She's really strong and funny and then her character kind of they it's almost like they didn't know how to deal with her in the last like half an hour and they sent her off on this like weird fetch quest on purpose and she keeps changing her allegiances and and none of it's believable and none of it works and by the end of it she's like completely forgotten about i don't know this was not a good film (laughs) what do you think what do you think I mean, yeah, they full on. She's the best part of the of the three main characters. She's the best, the best and most interesting one. And they, yeah, they just fully send her away for the past the last half hour. Um, I actually liked Tom Holland in the movie. At least I thought he was having a good time. I thought he was having a good time, like playing an adult, <laughs> which I know he just hasn't had a ton of opportunity to do. And um, I thought that Mark Wahlberg seemed wholly uninterested in being included in the show you know uh i thought that he was mark Wahlberg was bad flat bad i mean he's not a good actor anyway yeah i disagree i think i think that mark Wahlberg is very hit or miss i think if you put him in the right place and give him the right direction i think mark Wahlberg can be really really good i think he was fully uninterested in being in this movie or at least that's what it came across as because this this is not not good this film's been in production, pre-production for so long that he was actually, the only reason he's on board is that he was originally uh, brought in to play Nathan Drake. And it's been so long for this film to, to play out. He's now aged out of the role, which is why I think they gave him Sully. And he just, he was, I completely agree with you. I don't, he didn't want to be there. He's pretty bad at, at what he does. And he's, if you're watching this video game, uh, sorry, if you're watching this movie to kind of relive the video game, he's nothing like the Sully character at all. There's um, a really good fan film of Uncharted with uh, Nathan Fillion, of course, um, as Nate Drake, and Sully is played by, oh, he's really good. 
I'm talking about the names. In Avatar, he's the military leader, the, the silver-haired Stephen military Lang. leader. Stephen Lang. Stephen Lang. Stephen Lang. Stephen Lang is Sully, and he's perfect as Sully. Like, he's the right age, the right demeanor, and, of course, Nathan Fillion is the perfect Nathan Drake if you were going for something more authentic. In fact, we watched that short. It's only a 10-minute YouTube thing. It's, um, it's well worth watching straight after you watch Uncharted the movie because... I know which I'd rather watch as a full-length movie. Um, but Tom Holland is really likable. Even with terrible material, he's really endearing. And in the second half of this movie, he stops being, as a character, so hatefully written. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's so many there's so many twists and turns. And also, I like stupid as much as anyone. I have no problem with flying out a pirate ship by helicopter that you've just said, we can't possibly damage this ship. And then you you attack it and chip all kinds of shit out of it. What I do have a problem with is, is when you're hanging on to, to boxes that are hanging on the back of a plane, you, you, you don't have the muscles to be able to jump up those, that string of crates hanging off the edge of the plane and then jump onto the plane yourself. It's just... There's suspension of dis- disbelief. <laughs> that, that's where it lost you. <laughs> <laughs> no, like I say, I don't mind like pirate ship. Uh, I do mind like my brain is like no. The, it's just it's just be, you, when you go beyond fun, you just become stupid. I think there's a fine line, and when he's jumping forward. Like think about his thigh muscles. Unless he's been working out in the gym, like every day's leg day, to jump up a plane as it's moving very fast in one direction. Anyway, by this point, uh, Chloe had changed allegiances for no reason. She was things that happened that didn't make sense, and it was kind of falling apart anyway. So I didn't really care that much, but it, it just wasn't a well-made movie. And who made it? Was it the? Um... It's Ruben Fleischer is the director. He's... He's the the zombie movie guy, right? Yeah, so he made Zombieland, Zombieland, which is legitimately great, and he made Zombieland Two, which is not good. He made uh-huh. Gangster Squad, which admittedly was hampered by real world circumstances, delaying it and forcing a bunch of reshoots. Um, but is still like still not good. Like I, I, even the you can even see the original film would would have not been great you know um I, he's just not that great he did direct a movie you love he directed the first venom movie um but oh, did he? I, I don't i, I just do, don't I... I think he has like a shtick and he used it up in his first go is my so i had a theory after this movie that because we talk a lot about creativity and quality and everything and it's just there was no it was quite a bland movie in so many ways but i'm also convinced that some production companies hire bland directors on purpose because bland is much faster and cheaper than someone who's trying to do things differently or or be more of an auteur and find their own voice they just want a director who's gonna like this thing had been delayed so much anyway they just want somebody who's gonna roll in and do the shots i mean it's the same with paul ws anderson who is uh, oh no! Who's the who's the bad one? That's just Paul Anderson, right? So not oh, well, the director of Magnolia. There's P.T. Anderson and there's Paul W.S. Anderson. P.T. Uh, Anderson the, is the one is the good one. Resident Paul W.S. Anderson director. is Paul right. W.S. Anderson is the guy who basically married um, 
Mila Jojovic. Mi- Mila and yeah. who basically keeps making movies just to make yeah. her look awesome. And honestly, so, power to him. <laughs> I hate his movies. I, I, his direction makes me physically angry. I think he's an awful director, but he keeps getting hired because he is fast and he will get the shots done and his movies kind of make money in international markets and yeah, he's very good at making Milosevic look good, but that's not a big push, is it really? No. So maybe maybe Ruben is, is a bit like that. He's he's just a, a workhorse. He's He doesn't offer creativity. I, I was just thinking when I was watching Uncharted how much better it would have been in the hands of a director who could have given it a bit of flair, like a bit of character. Um, I mean, there's moments. Uh, it's quite interesting. Uh, a character called Braddock, played by an actress I don't know, called Tati Gabrielle, who there's there's one very surprising moment that centers around her that I didn't see coming. Um, you don't you don't know her because this was her. Uh, I don't know if it's her. It's certainly her film debut. Like it's her first. Oh, well, you wouldn't know because she's very she's solid in this. I thought. Yeah. And um, there's a moment in a church which is interesting, which is where the movie starts getting more interesting. So there's there's flashes of things, and and Antonio Banderas is always great. I've never seen him be anything but great. So it's always nice to see him in something, even though he's not really in this very much. Yeah. But but the rest of it is just like oh, it's just so needlessly bland. Yeah, and I feel like you know you're talking about how you had trouble with the. Uh... The big stunt that was in the trailer where he's climbing up the, the cargo net behind the plane. And my bigger problem came in the opposite way in that in the climax of this film, they find two hundreds of years old beached sailing ships <laughs> and they lift them out by helicopter. And the first thing everyone says is, oh, these things are priceless. We couldn't possibly damage. And then they damage them. And then they like immediately start hooking up chains to them, damaging them in the process. And then they have a prolonged immediately have a prolonged air hundreds of year old ship fight where they both get destroyed and it like what is the what is the i don't like uh i'm so tired it's like <laughs> it's one of those films that to me i don't and i don't know i don't have any like inside baseball on the production of this film but i it feels like a film where they had planned out the climax before the script was even written and then they had to sort of write mm. to that point Mm, totally yeah the, the that's the problem with a lot of cg heavy scenes it, it's happening in a lot of marvel stuff as well is that they have to they have to have it pre-directed and, and being made even before film starts rolling mm-hmm. so i think you're absolutely right this this did completely smell of okay here, here's these five things that we've already put through like pre-processing now you've got to write a story around them and make tom holland look good at some point yeah so i mean yeah I think uh, it's a solid two out of five for me. Yeah. I don't know about you. Yeah, two out of five is is fair. And sure, at some point, I don't think it's going to take very long for this to pop up on a streaming service that you probably, you listeners probably have access to. And you could do worse, just get have a few drinks and watch Tom Holland be actually quite um, quite endearing. Even that's his superpower, isn't it? Really, he's. I still. I want to watch that thing with Daisy Ridley. That's meant to be awful, because he's probably really endearing in that as well. He's just very good at making people like him, even when he's being the the most obnoxious bartender you've ever seen in your life. It's funny actually, because um, he did a movie with uh, um, called Cherry with the Russo brothers, 
which was an Apple TV Plus exclusive. And it, it actually kind of works against him in that because he plays like a veteran who's becomes a mm. bank robber and he's supposed to be kind of be a you know a, a jerk and a drug addict and but he's so likable that it there's this dissonance that doesn't make any sense because yeah. he's Tom Holland. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's gonna be his um, Achilles heel, isn't it? He can't not be nice. Can't not be likable. Yeah. But um, I I really like. I would rewatch the scenes with um, Sophia and Taylor Ali, uh, in in the, like the end of the second third. She gets some good stuff, and then she just the some really stupid things happen, and they kind of forget about her. So it's a real shame. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's a solid two. As long as you know what you're getting into. And for the record, I think um, you have played all the games, and I have played yeah. none of them. So whichever oh, angle you're you? coming from, that mm. is an accurate representation. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Kind of it's a shame. It's, it's a waste, but it's it's been so long. I don't think they. I just think they needed it out of the gate. They needed it done, and yeah. that's what it feels like. But I mean, if you want to see Tom Holland be charming, or if you want to see Tom Holland do pull-ups that turn into push-ups, uh, then this movie <laughs> has some stuff for you. That's all I'm going to say. If, uh, if my wife would never join us on this podcast, but if she were, I think she might have a five-star rating for this movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, because she that's her happy place. I mean, your wife has a, a delightful little noise she makes whenever she sees <laughs> Someone How do you know? With her, How do you know about that? With her shirt, with their shirt off, she's sort of like you'll be watching a movie uh, with her. She'll be like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> it turns into very... Jeff. It basically turns into Jeff Goldblum. Oh, like <laughs> 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 it's just. It's, uh... She's very English in that way. It's like, oh my goodness yeah. me! Oh Tom, what are you doing here, Tom? No, Tom, I'm alone. I couldn't possibly. I'm married. Oh, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think she uh... would protest that much. Uh, good. Um, yeah. So, should we move on? Yeah, we should. The, the Uncharted. You can watch it if you want to. I guess. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Please put that as your print review. You can watch this if you want to. And they're probably going to make another one. That there's a post-credit scene with the most ridiculous mustache uh, on Mark Wahlberg's face. And I don't. I don't know it, if it made enough money to make a second one. To be honest. Uh, I don't know. But I the. Think... I mean, maybe because hampered by the pandemic as well, so... Yeah, it will probably clean up on home video and demand. That's how these things work. This is the kind of movie that will do well on on VHS and Betamax, maybe even Lizdisc, mm-hmm. um, throughout the world. Yeah, it's, it's, it's weird to think, but it had a $120 million budget and it made $400 million, which means it only mm. sort of just broke even, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's weird, but in today's day and age, four hundred million dollars is just not really a hit anymore, right? Like, unless you're making, <sighs> unless you're encroaching three commas, you're not really making money at this point for these kind of. I movies. don't know. I I think it will make a lot more on how on demand and on DVD, and it's the kind of thing that will have legs. And honestly, they they can if they get the chance to make another cheap sequel, most of their money is going to go on Tom Holland and probably might well work and uh i think it's probably an easy win for sony to get tom on board and make another completely average action movie and yeah. triple you know, as long as they're making that kind of money it'll probably work out for them yeah you're and it gives and it gives them it gives them streaming prestige as well and all that bullshit in the future 
Yeah. Well, speaking so you're probably, of which, yes. that's very much like the next movie we're going to talk about. <laughs> um, so this, just this past Friday, released on Disney Plus in Canada, and I can't remember if it's Disney Plus or Hulu in the States, but uh, a, a sequel, I guess, to Chip and Dale's Rescue Rangers, starring Andy Samberg and John Mulaney, uh, has been released, and it is a... Uh, well, it's CG blended. It's basically Who Framed Roger Rabbit, but for for this generation, it's uh, it's animated characters mixed with live action characters set in a world where every cartoon is a real person and character, and it's billed ostensibly as a kids show, but it is very much uh, a PG thirteen comedy aimed directly at people like me who, when they were ten, were watching Chippendales Rescue Rangers on TV. And did you watch Chippendales? Like, did you watch the animated show when you were a kid? Yeah, not to the extent you did, but it was, it did feature in the United Kingdom on one yeah. of our four channels. Um, it, not not much of it. Yeah. I watched more um, DuckTales, that kind yeah. of thing. But uh, So it was part yeah, of the Disney and... afternoon. And I think that this film is probably going to do, it's, I think it is doing quite well among my, our demographic. Uh, mm -hmm. because it has a lot of deep cuts to the stuff we watched growing up. It is a full-blown nostalgia trip where Chip and Dale are estranged former TV stars and best friends, and they end up going on an adventure to find out where Monterey Jack, their co-star from their TV show, has been kidnapped for nefarious purposes. Mm -hmm. um, and they go on an adventure to find him. It is good i liked it i don't know did you like it i i really wanted to love it and at the beginning i really did i was getting um i was getting some real lego movie vibes from the mm -hmm. beginning and by the end of it i i i i really wanted to love this movie and by the end i thought it was just fine like i i, I thought it was fine and i don't know i've been thinking a lot about why i didn't react to it more positively yeah, I I I found it. I when I first watched it, I thought very highly of it, and the more I think about it, the more I kind of think it's fine as well. Mm -hmm. um, which is an interesting thing that happens with art when you give it time to marinate in your brain. Um, no, I, I found it. Was, I thought that was very clever. I thought that John Mulaney and Andy Samberg uh, were great. Uh, mm -hmm. I thought that a lot of the jokes about them being sort of aged out former stars were great. I loved that Dale had had CG surgery to be mm -hmm. have his animation updated. I love all of the like characters they brought in, like in a very Roger Rabbit kind of way. Like at one point, I loved that um, Dale is at like obviously like a fan convention, and the booth across from him is Ugly Sonic as a full blown character from the first trailer for the first Sonic the Hedgehog. And not just, like, as a gag. Like, he's a full-blown character in the movie. And I kind of love that. Mm -hmm. um, the more I think about it, the more it's kind of weird that... I mean, weird's not the right word. But it's definitely worth unpacking that the, the villains in this Disney movie are literally a band of bootleg Disney animated characters. Mm -hmm. You know, like, there's definitely some... It's 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 fun. It's nostalgia, but it's also a, a very cynical, um, just dump of like, look at all the IP we own, or at least can get access to. 
Yeah, it was it was clever. There were lots of really clever things. But do you know who this movie didn't work for? Hmm. Your children? It, my children. Yeah, it's not so a kid's movie. My, it's very much not I, a kid's movie. I, every two or three minutes, and when I'd laugh, they'd be like, why are you laughing? I'd say, oh, in the background there, there's that character, because he, he, he's funny, because in the in the 80s, and, and they're like, so as a movie for someone who isn't, in, who doesn't understand the references, yeah. they, it was kind of nothing for them. They And I really trust their opinion when it comes to kids' movies. And they felt the same. We watched the bad guys, and they were not fans of the bad guys. And they've got a very reliable barometer of quality when it comes to kid mo- kids' movies. Because we watch a lot of movies. Surprisingly, they are movie kids. Mm-hmm. And they've got really good... Um, quite specific opinions about what what makes movies work it's really nice to hear them talk about it and by the end of it they're like yeah it's fine i mean it made me realize this as you say this is a kids it's masquerading as a kids film but it's really a set of hey guys remember this Mm -hmm. and i'm not sure if that Maybe that's why I didn't enjoy it as much because it just felt really superficial in a way that the Lego movie doesn't, Roger Rabbit doesn't, you know, this, the other kind of similarly toned things. Mm-hmm. There's things, there's things in there that kids get and there's extra things for adults. And this was just a, a laundry list of, oh, look, it's that guy from that thing. Oh, it's Ugly Sonic, which was fine. Oh, look, there's a, a Generation 1 Transformer in the audience. That's, and but the actual everything else was maybe it just felt too cluttered. Like it was a solid story, it was a good idea for a story. Not but a it new just, story though. Like no, exactly, exactly. It just and, it was uh, fine. I don't, know. I don't know. I think I think what we're you know the difference with some of the films we've been mentioning, um, like Roger Rabbit, uh, like the Lego Movie, is that they do have a very distinct balance of th- jokes for kids and jokes for the adults watching with the kids. And this this movie is entirely jokes for the adults. Like it is a it's a it's a movie for me. It's a movie for forty year olds. It's not a movie for children. Mm. And I think that detracts from it a little bit. I will say that again. I think that Sandberg and Mulaney were great. I think J.K. Simmons is always an excellent choice when you need to you know mm-hmm. cast someone to be a gruff police captain. I thought that him being uh, stop motion animated among all these other animated characters was really clever and really well executed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think. I love Kiki Lane. I want her to be in more things. Uh, and Is that the, the police, the police officer? Yeah, she's lovely and she's great. And you've probably seen her in uh, the Old Guard. And if you watched it, Beale Street, oh, talk, she's yeah. she's delightful. And I really want her to show up in more things. She deserves. A, I mean, she's had some high profile roles, but I would like to see her like break mm-hmm. big. She's great. She's um, very charismatic uh, and. She lights up the screen every time she's on it, um, but I mean, I don't really. Rem- I just, the problem is a lot of the a lot of it is that I just don't remember it anymore. I watched it like three yeah. days ago, and there's great swaths of this movie that I just don't remember anymore. Yeah, no, totally. And I right. think that's a, a really strong indication of it of and, its kind of quality. And I do also think that it's a problem that there's some there are some really funny deep cut jokes in this. But mm-hmm. I think some of the stuff I laughed the most at was just silly background things. Mm-hmm. And while those should be like the the garnish, not the entree, you know what I mean? You know, mm-hmm. should be. Although, you know, the, uh, you know, 
Meryl Streep in Mr. Doubtfire was pretty funny as a billboard. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, there was, there was lots of, because it's a Lonely Island kind of thing, isn't it? It's directed by one of them and starring another one of them. And um, there's things like uh, the, the Fast and the Furious poster with Vin Diesel and Chippendale. Like that's always going to be funny. Yeah, I did but laugh it, a lot it, when I was watching it. Like it's not I not did, funny. I did too, but I think I laughed really hard at in the first quarter, and then realized I I was having to explain every single time why I was laughing, and then I noticed that everything that it built up was so kind of cluttered in references. I stopped enjoying the story that much, and then I didn't really think the resolution was that good. So it kind of drained off of me because maybe i built it up too much because at the beginning i was like this is another like lego movie this is going to be that good because it's amazing so far but the drop-off is uh, is real i wonder if it was just also you know watching with your kids who weren't enjoying it you know like um it, they you know yeah. when, you're, when you're watching in a group whatever the group is if the group isn't reacting it, it can you know the group reaction influences your own reaction right so if you have something you're finding really funny but your kids are like i don't i don't i don't get it yeah maybe i can definitely see that detracting from your experience yeah yeah maybe maybe but i think it's a and again it's a bit of a missed opportunity and i maybe we can expand this a little bit and i know you're probably going to disagree with this but larger lonely island projects often feel a bit scattershot without uh, without having any like extra depth. Now, I know you're going to say pop star. How many times have you seen pop star? Never a stop lot. stopping. A lot. Of, a lot. And of times. and I also now love that movie. After really disliking that movie, I now love that movie. That's probably your influence. But it, many of their longer things often feel like it's more like the jokes rather than the substantial quality of the, the story of the film itself and this felt a bit like that just a shallow collection of jokes and it is weird that it's a it's a kids movie made for 40 year olds i'm not sure that entirely works yeah i'm just trying no, to think uh, what else that they've actually done i mean the only other so, movies um, they did they produced and wrote mcgruber and hot rod and popstar uh-huh. uh-huh. and, and hot then, rod's a good example as well hot rod isn't great hot rod is one of those things that it's like in in this i think mcgruber is better but hot rod isn't necessarily great but what it is is eminently quotable like the parts that are good are really good um i would also authorize that and maybe it's because i you know baseball fan but the unauthorized bash brothers experience is pretty hilarious from start to finish i didn't like that at all i tried watching it after your recommendation didn't work for me at all um, yeah. and I, mean, I and the tour, tour de France one, what was that? Tour de Pharmacy was fine. Oh, I really love uh, Seven Days in Hell and Tour de Pharmacy, but that's only Sandberg, I think. That's not actually them as a group. I, uh, I don't was, think. Yeah. I, I think if using Ugly Sonic is interesting because if you compare the Sonic movie, the first one I haven't seen, the second, to this, the Sonic movie ha- is obviously, again, referencing nostalgia for people our age who played the game and know the characters. But it's also written to appeal to the children watching it who've never played Sonic the Hedgehog. Like, they, they get it. And I think maybe what this was lacking was an appreciation of 
what are the kids that are watching this that don't know the references? What are they getting out of this? And I think that's maybe where it stumbled. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I feel like that's uh, the conclusion we both come to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't. It needs it needs a balance that it lacks. Yeah. But True I did story. laugh a lot watching it. I did laugh, legitimately laugh a lot watching it. Yeah. It's so worth watching. If, uh... get, a, get a couple of beers. I'll tell you what. Uncharted and Chippendale as a double, like, back-to-back -back with a couple of beers and a big thing of popcorn. You could do a lot worse. That's true. That's very you could true. Also do, you could also do much, much better. But <laughs> <laughs> but if you have Disney+, Plus, you already own it. So, um, so hey. Or at least you have a license to watch it. Because that's the world we <laughs> Yeah, there's no ownership anymore. Yeah. Good. Well, what would you give it? Uh, how many stars? Oh, okay. It's a two. Yeah, I would still give it. I, I gave it a four when I first watched it. I think now I would give it a three because I do think it's. I don't think it's bad. I just think it is a again a bit of a missed opportunity to be something greater. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. But that totally. you know, it's. I laughed enough to make it a three. Like it's definitely. I will tell. I was. I would say you should. You should watch it. It is not a bad movie. It's just like, oh, everything yeah. we're. Everything we're talking about. I mean, art is subjective anyway. You might love this movie uh, in a way that we didn't. Uh, and and lots of people in our demographic, most of the people that I know, like the, the sort of film crew that I run with, most people I know who've watched this have really loved it. But they're also in my exact demographic. Like, I, mm. again, I don't, I don't really think it's a kid's movie, even though it's set up as one. But, I uh, wonder if if I'd watched a lot of Rescue Rangers as a kid, if that was my favorite cartoon as a kid, then I think perhaps my reaction might might be more positive. But maybe maybe I'm with my. I mean, there's uh, it is it is I would say much more of a, a love letter to like the late '80s, early '90s cartoons as as much as it is to mm -hmm. Chippendale specifically. Um. And, you know, I did also like the gag where, like, all of the characters voiced by Seth Rogen showed up and talked to one another. <laughs> uh, you know, but, like, again, like, this was, it was very much, everyone I know who's truly loved it has been from our demographic, you know. Yeah. So, and and, and that's just all, that's, I know I'm just sounding like a broken record, but that's that's just no. how it is, right? It's a movie for us. And if you... Same with the, the Uncanny Valley reference. Like, that's, we get that. And my kids were just like, why do they look so bad? I don't get it. Like, what yeah. is it? Why is this here? Why is this happening? So, yeah. yeah. So, anyway. Well, okay. it's, uh, that's two okay-ish movies, uh, sort of, from us this week. <laughs> With caveats. And uh, it's interesting. So, we have less to say. The episode runs shorter. And that's probably fine. So, go outside and spend the next 20 yes. minutes doing something else. That's um, right. That's where I'm going. I'm going back to the Vancouver Comic Art Show, which is the best nerd event of the year because the vibes are amazing. It's free to get in. Like if you compare to Fan Expo, which has gone the completely the other direction of kind of cynical and really expensive, nickel and diming nostalgia left, right, and center. Mm. The Vancouver Comic Art Show is great vibes, free to get in. Everyone's super enthusiastic about showing off their work and you can buy some really good art there as we did yesterday my kids met loads of creators so it's really inspiring for them and uh, everyone was lovely so i'm going back to that for the second day today good i'm yes. not doing that at all. i'm enjoying my time off away from people so <laughs> yes that. yes i will yeah 
next week, I don't know exactly what we're going to have. I know what I will have seen, but I know what I don't know what you will be able to see with a, whether it's with me or not. So we will Ooh, have to figure that out. Uh, have to tell but you what that is. in the meantime, uh, thank you for listening. If you would like, to, uh, if you like what you heard, and you'd like to support us, please consider giving us a five star review on your podcasting platform of choice, or subscribe, or share it to your friends. Uh, or if you'd like to support us more directly, we have a Patreon, and you can find that all linked in the show notes. Uh, we're coming to you from the unceded lands of the Musqueams, the Wet Tooth and Squamish Nations. My name is Matthew, he was Simon, and Goodbye. thank you for joining us on this awesome Friday. Bye!